I'm Pete Bowen. Welcome to Wisdom, Leadership, and Success, Real Talk About Life. You can find these podcasts and blogs at www.petebowen.net and realtalkaboutlife.com. It's also available on iTunes and other podcast services. Over the past several weeks, we've talked about happiness and that happiness comes from strong, high-quality relationships. In this episode, we'll talk about the three basic kinds of relationships and the one you want to focus on in order to have the best chance for happiness and success in life. Football, basketball, and golf are all different paradigms for playing a sport. They all use the word team, but they mean different things by that word. In football, there are offensive, defensive, and special teams, each with 11 players. In basketball, there's one team of five on the court with players substituting in and out. Golf is generally an individual sport, but uses teams for international competitions. The concept of team is different in each sport, depending on the nature of the sport. In the same way, in history, there are three major paradigms for understanding life. A wisdom paradigm, modern paradigm, and postmodern paradigm. And each has its own understanding of human relationships that differs based on the paradigm. Each of these paradigms and their different understandings of relationship are present in our society today. We'll take a look at modern contract relationships, postmodern power relationships, and wisdom covenant relationships. The more we know about each of these relationship types, the more we can engage the relationship that gives us the best chance for happiness and success and avoid relationship types that are less effective. We'll start with contract relationships. In the 15 and 1600s, Europe was devastated by religious wars that killed millions of people and bankrupted governments. In response, Enlightenment thinkers of the time tried to come up with a new, modern way of understanding life that included a new understanding of human relationships. They started with the idea that humans are radically free individuals in a state of nature, of constant war and anarchy, without basic pre-existing relationships with others. Individuals in the state of anarchy have lots of freedom to do whatever they want, but don't have much security because other people are free to do bad things to them. The solution to this anarchy is that people come together in a social contract. They give up some of their freedom to the community or government and get security in return. As the modern paradigm became a dominant way of understanding life, people began to think of all relationships as fundamentally contract relationships. At their core, contract relationships are transactional and antagonistic. Take the example of companies and employees. In a contract relationship, employees want more money from the company for less work. Companies want more work from employees for less money. What is good for one is bad for the other. Employees need jobs and companies need workers, so eventually they negotiate a contract. They establish a contractual relationship. By definition, what's good for the employee and good for the company are opposite. That means contract relationships are low-trust relationships. Low-trust relationships driven by money get low levels of commitment from people. Low commitment results in low performance. That's why contract relationships are low-performance relationships. Finally, low-trust, low-commitment relationships aren't very stable. They're brittle. When you put them under pressure, they break. In contractual relationships, you get the relationship you pay for. Would you rather have friends who are with you because they love you or because you give them things? Modern contract relationships are low trust, 
low-performance, low-stability relationships. The second kind of relationship are power-based relationships. In the 1900s, a new postmodern way of looking at life became increasingly influential in our society. Postmodern thinking is grounded in the idea that many of the things we think are facts, like truth, morality, and justice, are not facts, but simply the way we've been programmed by powerful people in our society. They call these programmed ideas social constructs. In postmodern thinking, everything is subjective. Everything is a matter of perspective. Everything is in the eye of the beholder. If there are no facts like objective truth, morality, or justice, then the only thing that matters in society is power. In this postmodern approach, all relationships are power relationships, including your family and friends and your work and community relationships. Relationships may appear to be based in love or trust or transactions or even mutually beneficial exchange, but those appearances hide the deeper reality that all relationships are grounded in nothing more than power. Power gets exercised in a variety of ways, including social pressure, bullying, money, manipulation, lying, narrative, threats, education, religion, whatever it takes to get the other person to do what you want. Since this postmodern approach rejects objective morality, there is nothing wrong with threatening or lying to someone to get them to do what you want. A leader that is good at lying and manipulation can lure unsuspecting people into trusting them and then do horrible things. History is full of charismatic leaders who get fanatical followers who commit ghastly crimes. Fear is also a powerful tool to get people to do what you want. If somebody threatens to kill your family, you'll probably show a lot of commitment and a lot of performance. In these ways, power-based relationships can be high-performance relationships. If the lies or fear can be maintained, power relationships can also be stable. On the flip side, if the lies are discovered or the fear ends, there can be a powerful, even fatal backlash against the power-based leader. Power relationships can go from relatively stable to collapse very quickly. Many academic people, especially in the humanities, believe that all relationships are power relationships and teach that to their college students. Power relationships can be relatively high trust, high performance, and high stability until they collapse and aren't. Power-based relationships treat people as things to be manipulated by whatever means necessary to get what you desire. The third kind of relationship is a covenant relationship. While contract relationships start with the idea that people are radically free individuals in a state of nature, covenant relationships start with the idea that people are naturally in relationship with each other from the day that each of us is born into our families. In covenant relationships, the good of the team and the good of the individual are the same. That's the opposite of modern contract relationships, where what's good for the team is bad for the individual, and vice versa. A team is only as good as the people on the team. The better the people are, the better the team's going to be. So good covenant relationships invest in their individual people to develop their skills, character, leadership, and teamwork. On the flip side, as an individual, the more you put into a team, the more you'll develop your own skills, teamwork, character, and leadership. Improving these will help you build stronger relationships and make you more successful in all areas of your life, with your family, at work, and in your community. The more the team invests in each person, the better the team gets. The more each person puts into the team, the better the person gets. 
In covenant relationships, the good of the team and the good of the individual are the same. Covenant relationships are not based on power or contracts. Covenant relationships are grounded in a promise, a covenant between the community, team, and each individual member. The deepest covenant relationships are promises grounded in love for each other. When you put a covenant relationship under pressure, the people bond and the team gets tighter. If you've been part of a championship sports or work team or been in the U.S. military, you've probably experienced covenant relationships. Everyone is close, trust is high, and the commitment is deep. No one is in it for the money. Everyone is in it because they care about each other. They care about the kind of person they become by being part of the team. People are willing to put their lives on the line for each other. Covenant relationships are the highest trust, highest performing, and most stable relationships possible. They're also the most fulfilling relationships. Make all of your relationships covenant relationships. It will give you the best chance for happiness and success in all areas of your life. The wrap-up, happiness comes from good covenant relationships. Avoid contract and power-based relationships. In the next episode, we'll talk about three virtues you can practice that will build the best covenant relationships possible. Seek wisdom, practice love, and get results. I'm Pete Bowen.